Hey, you are now listening to the Graceway Podcast. Let's talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Let's Talk. I'm John Baxter here with Pastor Todd Gentleman, and uh, really excited about our podcast here today. But first, I want to thank you for tuning into this. I appreciate you watching us, listening to us, and we're going to ask you to hit that like, subscribe, follow button. You guys have been doing a great job with that. And whenever you do, that helps us get this out to more people. So thank you for watching us and tuning in here today. So Pastor Todd, yes, yesterday was an exciting day at Graceway. It was a great day. I feel like I say that every Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's true. Like there's exciting uh, yeah. stuff. We changed up our service a little bit and you were just telling me about the difference is what did we do at the end that was different? Yeah, we just made the invitation to uh, to give your life to Jesus, and uh, people did. Well, <laughs> look at that, huh? Yeah, you know, you, you extend the invitation. I, what I said at the the second service was, you know, we can you can tell somebody all about a party, but if you never invite them, they can leave not knowing that they have a place there. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, we're going to make sure that you know that you're invited to this party, and. We extended the invitation and it was overwhelming, the response. It was crazy. People were ready to party. Yes, yes. Yeah, I thought yeah. about you. You started off the sermon with this uh, analogy about marinating a steak. Yeah. <laughs> but immediately I thought about it, I was like, we got some people around here that have been marinating. Yes. Yep. They were ready and God moved. Yes. Both services, growth track. Yeah. And then we even saw a text of uh, a woman basically saying, Yeah, her, that her son. And then after yeah, growth track, it continued even yes. beyond the service. So yeah, it's amazing. great. I love I love what's happening. Yeah, and uh, and I love the part where you talk about like sometimes we're tough. Yeah, just like a steak. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, yeah, we're not ready. <laughs> we're not ready for what's about to happen. Yeah, and we you know different things. I think you know it's hard to um, overestimate the impact of COVID and the way that we have been become calloused in different ways. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes the Spirit of God has to break down some things in us to get us to a place where we're ready uh, to receive what He's doing. And so um, He does that in a myriad of ways, right? So He does that um, through relationships, through loss. Um, I mentioned yesterday that just worship is a great way to yeah. soften our hearts. Um, yeah. You know, you start seeing some truth about who God is and what He does. and all of a sudden you find yourself softening up, crying, you know, well, your hands. Yeah, well, you hit that with the, the whole Adele thing, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, but it's true, like somebody can write a song and you can feel it, you can connect with it. Yes. And that, that's what worship is too. Yeah, you, know? you, you start realizing like all that God has done, all that you've come through. Yes. Uh, and you, you start th saying, maybe I'm ready for what, what's next. Maybe I'm ready for God to do something more in my life. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely definitely marinating in that <laughs> yes but um man you had quite the task like i was looking at yeah. your at your sermon you're like we're gonna cover psalms today i was like right oh my goodness every time i see you <laughs> pastor tim or pastor jeff line up i'm just like you're gonna cover an entire book and yeah the this whew. you know the approach in the bible in a year is you know a survey you know it's, it's hard you can't do too deep a dive you have mm -hmm. to kind of grab things in a way that encapsulate the idea um, or thematically hit something. And so, you know, a lot of the Psalms are written by David and uh, Psalm 23, probably the most popular Psalm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many people came to me yesterday saying this is my favorite scripture. Really? Yeah. Multiple people came yesterday okay. saying this is my favorite scripture. 
Uh, and so it's great to be able to, to grab something like that. This kind of, you know, has gone out of just the church and really that psalm has impacted culture as well. Sure. And to say, hey, let's take this, let's put it in the context of not just psalms, but the the life of David and the, the whole of Scripture, and then and maybe bring some depth to something that you've read at a cursory level. Yeah, yeah well, that was, that was, in my mind, it was like a teardrop. Like, you took this huge thing and, like, slowly funneled it down, <laughs> Yes. you know, I guess in reverse fashion. But but you had all the wave tops of, like, David's life. Yeah. So that you go from he was anointed as a boy to just Goliath running from King Saul, hiding in caves, Bathsheba. Losing Absalom. His, yes. Oh my, oh, my goodness. Yeah, the Absalom story is so trippy that his son rebelled and just the way that Absalom gets caught up in a tree with, by his hair. It's just really. In, so you start uh, in, in, our, in our Bible reading like we just went through this, right. the life of David. So it's perfect to be like, oh, man, you consider Psalm 23, you know, probably in the last decade or so of his time as king mm -hmm. and what he would be considering in his 60s. He died at 70. So in his 60s, the things he's considering, uh, the, the seasons yeah. of life that he's walked through, he's thinking back to when he was a boy and he's looking at all these things saying like, man, God's really been my shepherd through my whole life. And so it gives, it helps to give us perspective as to, you know, what he was thinking when he wrote this and how that can give insight to us as we think oh. about it. Yeah. I mean, that guy, there's so much about him through scripture, through the Old Testament. Yeah. And and I love his story. But when you think about how he's writing some of this and what he's reflecting on, the mistakes. Yes. The mountaintops, the valleys, the, you know, when you, when you take his entire life into account and then read that passage of Psalms 23. It changes that, it. <laughs> it's a whole different lens to it, look at it. Through. It changes it because you think of, you know, his ascension to king his victory and his victories in battle. Mm -hmm. And then you see his moral failures and he's able to, to look at all these things and say, yeah, God has led me beside still waters. He's, you know, made me to lie down in green pastures. Um, you know, he's, and even in, in the valleys, like I was, I didn't fear cause you're with me. And so it's a really amazing, it's an amazing, uh, Psalm. Uh, and, and this gives, you know, just greater depth to it. Yeah, well, then especially when you pulled in Spurgeon, I was like, "All right, man." That was yeah, the... yeah, that's what I had. You know, I, I don't. I definitely had to give credit where credit was due. And well, I was say... a curveball at the end that I didn't like. I didn't. I didn't see that one coming at all. And you it, just unpacked him beautifully. It, well, it's you know when I when I had read that in some of my in some of my research, I was like, "Oh my gosh," because you know Pastor Tim's been saying since the beginning is like, you we read this, the whole of Scripture looking for Jesus. Right. And so you read Psalm 23 and you're like, yeah, I see the, the care of God in David's life, but there's not necessarily, a, Jesus doesn't jump off the page at you necessarily. Right. Uh, you could go into like Jesus being the good shepherd, you could do that. Sure. But when you realize that what Jesus said on the cross happens right before this Psalm and how Spurgeon said, you know, we don't get to know Jesus or God as our shepherd if we don't know Jesus is our savior. Uh, we don't know the sacrifice of the cross. Uh, and I didn't go into this in, in, the, in the sermon, but Psalm 24 is then, who is this king of glory? I was waiting on it. The Lord strong and mighty. <laughs> yes. I just, you know, some things it's like, what all do I put in here? What all do I, and some things hit the cutting room floor, right? Yeah. Um, and I, so I thought the point was made from 22 and 23, 
But just in my personal reading, I was like, and then Psalm 24 is this like, this triumphant place yeah. of like, leading me not just to reflecting on how God is taking care of me, but then leading into worship. Mm-hmm. And like, God is the king of, he, he's the king of glory. Yeah. Um, so David was a king. He understood that. It's just, just amazing to, to put it in context for the, you know, where it was at. Yeah. No, and I thought you did a great job because there was so much to cover. And, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you really pulled it apart. And, and I would say for anybody that's listening or watching, like if you haven't read the Old Testament about David to understand, I, man, I would just encourage you to do it because it is, it, it's like reading an adventure book, yeah, a classic, and a soap opera. Yes. <laughs> and I think when you read through, when you read through the Old Testament, um, which I really didn't do until later in my Christian life. It wasn't something that I like really dove into. I was, I would dive into the New Testament, you know, the epistles well, and sure. some, some of the instructive things. Yeah. Um, but going back through the Old Testament and seeing like the beautiful narratives, mm-hmm. like Joseph's story mm-hmm. and then David's story and the story of Abraham. And you start seeing just how God uses really messed up people. Like that, that is what's encouraging about the Old Testament is like, um, you know, you start, we as people, we love to give, to uh, give glory to, to people or to, to put our worship in different places. And usually we put it on the backs of people that can't carry the weight of it. Mm, wow. and, and so like you look, we look at people like oh, Abraham or, uh, or Joseph or David and you say, man, these were great men of God. And you start actually getting in their stories and realizing that they were in some ways worse than you. Right. You know, they, well, you're like, yeah, you're like, oh my gosh, I would never have done that. Right. Like I at least live within the confines of the the law, you know. Yeah. And <laughs> David's out here killing people and doing different things, and Moses too. Yeah, Moses too. All these people, and you realize like, God's less concerned about how great they are, and, and more concerned about showing how great He is mm-hmm. through them. And so all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I can be used by God. Like if if God can use David. If God can use Moses, if God can use all these people, why can't he use me in some in some big way? Uh, and so I think reading the Old Testament, it it bring it levels the playing field. Because you realize, like, yeah, they're documented in history, but not all that's documented would, is great. And uh Yeah, and what's yeah. not documented. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't want anybody documenting my life. You know, no. I've done some dumb dumb stuff, yeah, sinful guy, just trying to do the best that I can. But you know, and there's times that I read, like, reading through David, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I find myself judging the guy. Oh, of course. I'm like, I would have never. But, yeah. You know, in the back it's of my like, head, well. I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah, if you, had, if you had the resources, the authority, all those things. Um, what I love about so, and some of my other research on just David at this point in his life, uh, you know, he has everything he wants. He has mm-hmm. all the comforts of yeah. the world could provide in his later time as a king. Uh, and instead of continuing to pursue like vain efforts or just um, pure pleasure for himself, he reflects and worships God for all that, he, that he's done. And so uh, it's a great, it's kind of instructive too. It's like, hey, uh, you know, I, said, I said it in the sermon, like when, when you get all that you need from God, uh, don't forget how to act. That's right. In the, like when he makes you lie down in the green pasture, don't just overeat. <laughs> because you have the good stuff around you. Yeah. But he also leads us in paths of righteousness. And so when, when you get to where God's taking you, let him also take you in the right path in the midst of that. And that's what David's kind of embodying. It's like he, he has everything he needs. 
he looks around, he's like, man, God's been so good to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and instead of like using all that to celebrate myself, I'm going to look back and say, God's done all this for me. Yeah. And then the flip side that I see some of us do is you reference Forrest, Forrest Gump, right? <laughs> I would love to do an impression right now, but I know it would be <laughs> no, you, yeah. And, uh, but him running. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh yeah, I've, I've done some running. Yes. David yeah. did some running. Moses yes. did some running. Like there's a, there's a pattern to us humans. Yes. And, and run, running yep. from God. Yes. And, it, you know, I was, you know, I'm always thinking like in a, how do, how do I get into a message and how do I get out of a message? You yeah. know, uh, typically if you get, if you can get into it well and you can land the plane well, if, even if the ride's bumpy, people still, you know, <laughs> will be okay with it. And I was just like, for some reason, the idea of Forrest Gump running, uh, initially what he thought was to maybe to escape some issues. Cause I, I, I watched the scene probably 10 different times just to like immerse myself in the, to begin the sermon. And he said, just for no particular reason, I began running. And it's like, that's not true. That's not true. It wasn't for no particular reason. It was because of the stuff that you were experiencing. And, uh, you know, I feel like a lot of us are in that place. I feel like a lot of people that responded yesterday were probably in that, in that place. Yeah. Like I've been running um, and God's been doing some things in my life. And Psalm 23 helps me realize, oh, I have not been alone. Yes. <laughs> I have not been on my own. Um, the valley doesn't mean that I don't have a shepherd. Uh, and even though I have enemies, doesn't mean I can't have a table prepared before me. Right. And so, yeah, I want to have God be my shepherd, even though things are tough, mm. um, especially because things are tough. Yeah. I need a shepherd. And so uh, it just it's amazing to see people. I love the scene in, in Forrest Gump where he just stops running all of a sudden and just starts walking back home. And everybody wonders what's happening. Yeah, it's like, what, what are we going to do? It's like, maybe you should stop running too. And I love that I think yesterday some people stopped running. Yes. And said, I want to go home. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah, and I love the, I never thought about in that movie, like he always has somebody with him. Always. And I, I never, until until your sermon, I was like, oh. Bubba, Lieutenant Dan, Every, Jenny, yes. everybody. He has, he has somebody with him the whole, the whole way. Yeah. Yeah. And that you brought up the, uh, the ministry of presence. Yeah. And, uh, and not presence like gifts, but like being present yes. with somebody and how you don't, you don't necessarily have to do the right things, but you do it. You do need to show up. Yeah. And, uh, and I think I've experienced that. Like, you know, there's a time whenever I was going through a hard time, um, with health stuff, people just showed up they're like, what, what can I we do? We don't know what to do. We just want to come and, and say yeah. you know, whatever. And I was like, man, that's huge. And I had a friend that lost, um, a close friend of his and I heard about it and I just drove over to his house. Mm. I, you know, didn't have any food. I was like, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I, I'm here. Yeah. Just, yep. what do you need? Yeah. He's like, I don't know. I yep. said, okay, well I'll just sit, sit with here. You. Yeah. And, and I, yeah, I think what I, I, I mentioned this uh, when we preached through Job, uh, because, um, you know, his friends show up yep. and at first they, they start out well because they're there <laughs> for a week. They, they mourn yeah. with them. Yeah. And, but then they start to accuse him of doing bad things. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think oftentimes, we allow the fear of doing the wrong thing to keep us from doing anything. Mm. And so it's like, you know, God doesn't do that with us. Like God doesn't let our mess ups keep him away from us. God doesn't let, um, you know, our deepest pain keep him away from us. Like he's there at the worst moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think people, we're afraid to be there in, in people's worst moments because yeah. we don't know what to do. Um, but the reality is you don't have to do anything. You just yeah. have to be there. Well, you, and it brings up emotion in us too. 
Yeah. You might start feeling what they're feeling. And I think sometimes we're scared of that. And yeah, I remember I remember sitting in a, this was like a team building, well, work thing I did a long time ago. We were sitting in like a circle, like a circle group therapy session almost. Yeah. We were walking around the, uh, around the circle, sharing different things. And uh, there was a lady who uh, was on our, on our team. And as she began to share some of the things she's been walking through, she starts to cry. And uh, one of the guys in the group says, I'll go get you some tissue, right? And the guy that was leading the, the, uh, the practice, he goes, no, don't get her. Why are you getting her a tissue? Did she ask for a tissue? He's like, well, no, but she's crying. He's like, yeah, yeah, you want her to stop crying. And I was like, whoa, you know, that like, yeah, I want her to stop crying too because it brought up stuff in me. Right. And so we sometimes are more concerned with how your situation makes us feel Absolutely, yeah. than how we can just be there for you. Um, and God really just calls us as disciples to be with each other, to be with him yeah. as he's with us. Uh, and I read a quote from uh, one of my favorite books is The Master Plan of Evangelism. Mm. And he talks about association. One of the chapters is about association. Yeah. That Jesus was just, the invitation to Jesus' disciples was just come be with me. That was really it. Just follow me. And then they would learn stuff. Because a lot happens just by being present. Yeah. <clears throat> so most of discipleship is, a lot of discipleship, <clears throat> excuse me, is, is caught, not taught. Mm -hmm. And so you just right. catch it as you're following people. Yeah. I was thinking about that when you were talking about following, how God's always with us in the valleys and then you know i think most of us want the mountaintops right oh, yeah. we, want, we, want, we want like the mountaintop experience and, and i've climbed a couple of, not big mountains but i've yeah. climbed and and usually when you do that like that's a hard go the air yeah. is thin you got to carry <laughs> gear and and i was saying i was like man i've been on a couple mountaintops and taking pictures and and there's usually not a lot of people around you when you're doing that mm. yeah and so i think on those mountaintops i hope you have somebody with you yeah but it's the valleys. Like, where do people settle in the valley? Like, yeah. you know, California is like, <laughs> you're living in the valley, right? <laughs> but, but that's where all the, I had a, a guy talking to me about like farming and that's where you farm. Cause that's mm -hmm. where the good soil is. That's where the water comes down from the mountains. Yeah. That's where it's lush. And he's like, that's where all the growth happens. And I was mm -hmm. just like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Like, you don't know what you just said. Yeah. Oh. And the, and you know, it's the, it's the closeness of God and people like, you know, it's cliche, but they say, well, what you learn in the valley, don't forget on the mountaintop. But like what you just said kind of says, hey, whatever you, what you're learning in the valley is like what actually gets you to the mountaintop. That's right. It creates the, the physical strength and endurance to get you exactly. where you need to go. So we don't need to run from valleys. No, and that's probably where you're gonna find more people. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's where people are at or in the valleys. The, the problem is getting stuck there, right? Well, <laughs> it's like you don't, hey, I want, I'm, I'm, I'm not staying down here. Yeah. I'm going to, to, to get a better view. Yeah, because yeah, I, I can get that mountain and there might be another valley. Yep. But like, I, mean, like I keep moving one foot in front of the other. That's one of, that's one of the things that, you know, I, going back to the, the Forrest Gump thing, I, David's life is more important than Forrest. But, um, yeah. you know, the the inspiration that he became mm -hmm. just because he just kept people like he just keeps going. And I was like, yeah, yeah, if you just keep going, people will come with you. It's it's true. It's like, contagious. Yeah. If they can keep going, I can, too. Yeah. And, you know, it's, we, we talk about that sometimes in, in like the idea of corporate worship, like the importance of being, not just watching online, that's great. The Lord can speak to you that way, but mm -hmm. the importance of being in community, in in worship with one another, is because, because sometimes I'm in a valley and you're walking out yeah. and I need to borrow oh, yeah. like your hope. 
and say like, okay, if I can see them lift their hands in worship, then I can too. If I can, if I see them showing up, even though they're walking through this, I can show up too. I literally had that conversation on Friday night. Really? So we did a celebration of life service for Don Hanson, yes. Raceway member, cancer, et cetera. A woman walks up afterwards and says, I haven't been in a church for over two years. Gives us her history. She's like, I've got my own stuff. She was like, Don had asked me to come and Amy his mm. wife. And she was like, I just wasn't there yet because all the stuff I've been through. She's like, but I came here today. And Don's request was he wanted his memorial service, Celebration of Life, to look like church service. Yeah. So he had Pastor Brandon, the whole team up there doing worship songs. This lady used to be a worship leader. Oh, wow. She's like, first time in years I've been back in here. She's like, I've watched online. She's like, it's not the same. I'm like, yeah. sister, if I could record you right now. Like, <laughs> and that's what she said. She was like being here with people, worshiping God, hearing God's word, celebrating somebody's life. She's like, there is nothing like being inside a church with people. Yeah. And I thought, man, I wish more people yep. could grasp that, that we need the ministry of presence. Yes. And yes, God is, is with you and he wants us to be together, which is one of the reasons we push small groups so hard here. Yeah. Like, relationships yeah and that's presence right yeah I mean, I, when i'm with my small group i'm present sometimes my small group comes to me sometimes you know we talk about protection we could we could probably do a whole nother podcast yeah on that one well, and you know i think um i was having a conversation with a friend of mine we're you know he's in his 40s already i'm getting ready to enter into my 40s and we we're just talking about how life um pulls you away from relationships mm -hmm. wow like it just job family sure. uh, all the uh, losses people that um fail you like all the life actually draws us away. so it, we have to be intentional about pursuing each other yeah like because we're not naturally drawn to relationship naturally we're drawn to isolation just life isolates us yeah and so it's like okay you're gonna have to fight for some of this the same way you're gonna have to fight to follow god out of the valley you're gonna have to fight to like pursue relationships intentionally. Yeah, yeah, and that's our goal for all these people that said, hey, I'm yes. making a decision on Sunday. We're gonna we're gonna take you through growth track. We're gonna get you plugged in. Yes. We're gonna get you around people. And, and I'm, I'm excited about this Sunday. So just a, a, like a little Do it. shameless Go. plug about this Sunday. Um, I'm, not, I'm not even preaching, so I'm, not, I'm, I'm excited. To, <laughs> um, we're doing baptisms and- uh, A lot. A baptisms. lot of baptisms and people that responded Sunday are getting baptized this coming Sunday. Yes. Um, and for me, selfishly, my, my daughter's getting baptized this weekend. I didn't know that. Yes. And so uh, just excited about That's that. Awesome. Yeah, it's incredible. She's like, it's not a big deal. I'm like, it's a very big it's deal. It's a huge deal. <laughs> so, on, uh, on Mother's Day. On Mother's Day, no less. And uh, if, you're, wow. you know, if you're watching, you know, come and you've been debating on whether or not to come on Sunday, make this Sunday uh, possibly your first Sunday. Come and see that people uh, are responding to what God's doing, God's showing up, uh, and people are, are being intentional by saying, hey, I wanna go public with my faith, yeah. I think you just ended the podcast right now. That, <laughs> that was it, so, all right, you heard Pastor Todd, and I agree, it's gonna be a great Sunday, so we hope to see you there. Thanks for listening, push that like, follow, subscribe button, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning into the Graceway Experience. Hope we can talk again sometime.